a lot of the time when you're on a business trip or work trip, you're kind of sacrificing everything around the idea that this is work. And we kind of have this philosophy that is like, yes, it's work, but you can still do an hour of something special for yourself. You gotta pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kaff, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara with Unstoppable, and I'm so excited to be here with Tessa Horvitz, who is the co-founder of Amedi. And Amedi is a beautiful luggage and travel, I want to say travel accessory company that is so, so awesome and beautiful. So we're so excited to have her here. The brand is centered around the executive fashion forward woman and plans on traveling to reach working women around the world or are really in the works. Tessa is actually based out of Los Angeles but she's in Switzerland right now because everybody knows we're dealing with a unique time in history where everybody is sheltering in place. And, and so she was out there when all of this happened. So we're so fortunate that we were able to get her to come on the podcast. So welcome, Tessa. Thank you so much for having me. And hi, everyone. I'm so happy to have this conversation with Kara today and very excited to tell you more about Amenti and what we do. Yay. So before we jump in and and hear a little bit more about your background, so how did this whole idea start for Amenti? Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, it kind of is in link directly to my background. So I used to be a C-level hospitality guru before, and my previous life took me on average on travel five days a week, and I had a lot of challenges, and I'm sure a lot of women who do work travel, business travel can relate, and when I finally exited the company and sold, I realized that when I was traveling so much for six years, I could have done this so much better to balance my life, my mental health, my physical health, and also to feel more happy in that business travel life. So a lot of this led me to team up with my co-founder who comes from fashion to really think about like what could be the solution for business women travel travelers to travel better and how could we bring both like products and community uh, into the mix to make this happen basically so how did you find your co-founder so we actually met 
13 years ago. My first love in life before hospitality was already fashion. So I guess I just got back to it. And we both worked together back then at Massimo Dutti, which is part of the Inditex group, Zara group. And we met back then working together and we became very good friends. And we stayed in touch over the years and we kind of when I uh, sold the, my previous company and she actually decided to take on a new challenge, we were perfect timing and we were just like, okay, let's team up together and do this. So this is kind of how friendship and business got linked together. <laughs> I always tell people that, you know, in the case of Hint, I mean, we have a huge percentage of our business, 40% of our business is direct to consumer. And it all kind of started on Amazon and the Amazon relationship ended up starting because I had worked with somebody almost 20 years ago in publishing, totally different industry like, like yours. But, you know, I think like the key thing that, of course, I wouldn't have known 20 years ago, but I always think that it's almost even more important to, you know, really cultivate those relationships with your coworkers, Absolutely. right? And because you just never know where people are going to land, if they're going to help you find a job, if they're going to be your co-founder, if they're going to help you get yeah, funding, you know, whatever, true. or distribution or and what have you. So I think that that is such a critical piece. So you mentioned your other company. What, tell everybody what you were doing before. So before I was basically a C-level, also board member of a hospitality group that was, it's still existing obviously, but I'm not part of it anymore, that is dedicated to B2B events and meetings and seminar venue. And my role before was more into everything that was more like brand strategy, business development, and marketing. I was very lucky because I learned a lot from this company. I think a lot of my leadership and management skills today comes from there. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on. 
helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. I grew from the ground up with them. So it was great for me to start by being more into the new development team to then moving to the marketing to then moving to the board and the management. And they gave me a lot of great opportunities to grow. And I actually, one of the reason was that I was really part of the shareholders from the beginning. And I had amazing people around me to teach me a lot of things. So that's awesome. That's so great. So, so Amedi, what does that stand for? Or what does it mean? Yeah, so Amedi is actually Italian and the, it's my grandmother's maiden name. Oh, wow. So actually, the reason why we picked this name was because 
We are both extremely attached to Italy in terms of uh, craftsmanships and known how in the world of uh, specifically like whether it's real leather or canvas leather or making amazing handbags. And when we started imagining the collections and the products, we couldn't see another way than going to Italy to get the best quality, durability and also sense of style. And so we, it just made so much sense to have a, an Italian inspired name and we had this in my family so we we kind of really liked it from the beginning that's awesome so tell us a little bit about the hosting you're hosting virtual events and and travels so tell us a little bit about that and where do people find that yeah so basically so going back even to the beginning so when we were imagining what the brand was going to be about we thought okay we want to get a solution out there for the women who travels a lot and we thought there is no way we can actually offer a good enough solution by just going with products and we feel like of course we've put a lot of details and attention towards our products and we really thought them through but we also thought okay there's like more than this to it like women who travel a lot for business they feel lonely they feel unbalanced they feel like they don't know where to go when they need advice they feel like they're lacking a community they feel like so they're lacking a lot of like a place where they can trust and so we thought well we're gonna offer like a two-sided solution and so the second side of the solution apart from products is a community that's called the Amati Society and the essence of this society started very just before COVID-19 happened and we were working on the essence of it and how we were going to build it up and we realized that when COVID-19 hit hard on all of us that it was time to even just like give a little bit of a taste of what the community would stand for down the line right now. Like we felt like this is a right moment to help our consumers and our ladies and our fans to actually escape the everyday work life that they have with exciting little virtual events. And so we created two types of events. The first one is, as you said, like a virtual uh, travel campfire. So you have a guest experts of the destinations who come in and make you travel for an hour through either a beauty insight from the country or food or scent or even just their knowledge about the culture or art. And the other side of the virtual event is called Encounters. And this is more a good way for women that are experts and authorities in subjects that we are, don't know as much as travel to come and talk about like wellness, skin rejuvenation, how to ally philanthropy and travel, uh, how to, and kind of like really pushing you out of your shell and coming in and spend an hour with us and just get a little inspired, feel something different. And really this is life. So you can, there's a lot of interaction. We ask a lot of participation if you want to participate, of course. And the goal is really to start the, the little things that's going to build this community basically. That's awesome. So are, and are you actually doing trips where have you partnered yet with 
you know, travel groups to kind of create these trips or? Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned this because we are working right now with a charity that we really like that's called WG Fund. And we are planning for next year a trip with them to Uganda for our community members who could join in and like experience the whole philanthropy mixing with travel mixing with culture and still in an Ameti lifestyle environment if that makes sense that's awesome yeah I feel like there's so many women that I know that that say to me like because I travel a lot and mostly for business but also when I you know, get a few weeks break. And especially with my family, we'll go off. And, you know, last year we were in South Korea at this time and we were in Tokyo and, you know, we just like explore and go see lots of great stuff. And so people are like, oh, I'd love to go and do that. And I'm like, you should go, right? And go and experience it. And a lot of people that I know are like, you know, maybe they're single, maybe they, you know, they would go if they had somebody to go with. And so I feel like there's this huge need. I know there are groups out there, but I think that there's, there's kind of this need for somebody curating that kind of has like, okay, we're going to bring, you know, whatever entrepreneurs together, or we're going to bring, you know, people that haven't been outside or haven't been to Asia ever right? Like we're like have sort of like a theme to it where, you know, people would be like, oh, that's me. You know, that's something that I want to do. Or somebody who, a friend of mine just went to Antarctica and, you know, she ended up going down there with National Geographic because she knew that there was going to be some pretty well-known photographers on the boat. And they said, you know, we'll give you tools on how to, you know, photograph exactly. And she thought, you know, I'm going to learn while I'm seeing this amazing, amazing thing. So I think that that's like something that could be really, really cool for you guys as well to explore. Yeah, absolutely. And down the line, obviously, we want to be, you know, the travel companion for the business woman too. Like on your business trips, how to make the most out of it and still feel you're kind of traveling in a positive environment and where and how can you find like trustworthy curated service hotel places to go to as a woman on a business trip because you know a lot of the time when you're on a business trip or work trip you're kind of sacrificing everything around the idea that this is work and we kind of have this philosophy that is like Yes, it's work, but you can still do an hour of something special for yourself. You can still go to a good place on your own for dinner that feels comfortable for women to go on their own. You can still feel safe also when you're going and arriving to a hotel because it's great and it's secure and everything. You can still like balance your life a little bit during those moments too. So kind of like bringing that to, you know, like it's, I remember like for me, it was so hard to find the right things. But if you have a companion like Ameti who creates those lifestyle for you, who finds all of those addresses for you, it's like that one-stop shop, right? Because if you have to spend like five hours researching before you're going to every business trip to know where you're going to eat and this and that, it's almost like counterproductive for you and you probably don't have the time to be fair. That's so true. That's, that's incredibly true. So other entrepreneurs listening to the podcast. So you talked a little bit about finding a founder 
and somebody that you had been with before. So fundraising. So you got your initial funding. You guys uh, used personal savings. Yeah, exactly. Well, we were very lucky and I would not say like that everybody has this chance, but we were lucky, both of us, to have enough funding to start this company also because we are in the fashion business and it's kind of very well known that the fashion brands take way longer to take off because they need brand awareness and they need to make sure that people actually trust them and love their product and it takes a while between the moment you learn about a new brand and you actually start trusting this brand so We were really lucky because we had funds. Now we are raising our first round uh, seed. And it's been a great challenge, actually, because, you know, as much as the world previous to COVID-19 was really pro startup, like the main numbers that are always looked at are traction, traction and traction, right? And It's uh, when you are building a company and a brand and you are learning as you go, you kind of like have sometimes more of a brand building, let's say, priority for your customers to become fan or for your women to know exactly what you stand for and all of this. So I would say like fundraising for us is just starting now. So but it has been a bit of a challenge to start with. I also think like we started in a difficult time, but I think, you know, I think it's about perseverance and making sure like, don't let it go. I remember I spoke to a founder last year who was reaching out to me with her pitch and she just wanted another set of eyes. And I always give my honest opinion because of my background before and I always take the time to read every founder or every small business pitch and give any sets of eyes that I have because I myself am an angel investor and basically she couldn't find her funding for the initial start and in the end she said I'm going to do self-funding as I go little by little I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to continue. And I think like this is already showing like strength and leadership and what she's going to be able to achieve in the future, whether she finds funding right now or later. I remember when we were first starting Hint. I mean, Hint started almost 15 years ago now, but I remember there were so many people in the beverage industry, which is a crazy competitive, you know, industry in and of itself. But I remember everybody was telling us, you know, you've got to get the product out there across the U.S. I mean, you've got to, first of all, focus on like, are you only going to be in the U.S.? Are you going to go outside of the U.S. and go into different countries? We had made the decision that we were just going to be focusing on the U.S. But I remember we're based in San Francisco. We started in San Francisco and sort of grew it there and it was doing well. And then we decided to go to New York. And I had lived in New York for a while and married a New Yorker. And actually his philosophy was we should launch it in New York to figure out whether or not New Yorkers, because beverage is a little bit different than, you know, a lot of other industries, it's, there's a lot of up and down the street where people are going into stores and buying the product. And at that time, e-commerce wasn't even happening on something like, you know, a case of water or, you know, there was an Amazon grocery or whatever. And so I remember like we had 
gone into New York and done really well. And then everybody's like, you have to go out and raise a pile of money and then go and get it all throughout the US. And you have to have plenty of money to do marketing or else just like throw the towel in now. Like, don't even bother. And I was like, why? And I kept asking why. And people are like, that's just the way it's done. And I was like, well, but why? I mean, can't we just sit here and build in San Francisco and build in New York with the money that we've got right now? And I remember, you know, very well, it was like 2008 and not a great time in the world. And, you know, 2009 rolled around and people were still, you know, saying like, oh, you guys should have done that. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, if somebody looks at our two markets, we're doing super, super well. And, you know, I'm doing something totally different in a category, which is unsweetened flavored water. And there's, you know, nobody out there. And I said, I'm doing it and I'm going to build at my own pace. And it's funny because the same people who were beverage industry people who told me that you should just throw in the towel and just don't even bother their companies went out of business by going broad fast and just spending just a lot of money in order to get it out there. And so I look back on that all the time that there's no like rule book. I mean, people will tell you all the time that this is the way it is, but you have to like trust your gut on sort of, you know, and do what's right for you. Because I think there's plenty of people who just went out fast and got it out there, you know, their product, no matter what category but do you have a ton of debt? Do you have, you know, did you burn through too much cash too fast? Like, you know, all of those kind of things, I think are things that everybody has to figure out what's right for them and what's right for their business. But part of the reason why I love doing Unstoppable is I think my hope is that people will see that there's no right answer. There's like a lot of different stories that people have on how they found it. I mean, I also heard from plenty of people that, you know, you can't do a company with your husband. Like, and I keep yeah. asking people like, why? And they're like, oh, it'll fail for sure. And I was like, oh, name a company that launched with a, you know, a husband and wife team that failed. And, you know, people were like actually really having a hard time answering that question. They just sort of had this philosophy that this is what it is. And again, it may like end up to be a disaster for some people, but it doesn't mean that just because. So I think it's a key thing that you just have to stay focused and just keep figuring out, like, how do you keep your business growing? What's right for you at this moment should be what you do. Basically, like, regardless, like, you have to take on advice and other people's opinion and be able to re-question yourself constantly, right, when you're building a company. But you also have to trust your gut feeling. I mean, that's not for nothing that you're an entrepreneur right now. It's because you trust in what you envision to. And I also think like a lot of the time you only hear the stories like very often of the big, big business, the ones that are like over a billion and they're about this and they're like gigantic. And it's as if like everybody is running after unicorns, but there are many amazing companies. And the one I used to direct before was a 300 million company. It's big enough. It was like, 5,000 employees, it was working really well. And also you don't have to grow exponentially in five years, you need to be a 
a unicorn. You also have to take it to the pace that you feel right for your own company and what you have planned for it. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, that's another point. There's plenty of unicorn companies that are out there that actually took money from you know, the wrong people and the yeah. devil's in the details, right? And I know there's plenty of unicorn companies that, you know, end up sort of quietly getting shut down or, you know, the founder and or CEO is bounced out of the company. And, Absolutely. you know, there's just, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I think you just have to, you know, grow it the right way. And even if you slow down growth, it's, it's sort of the tortoise in the hare analogy. I just yeah. don't think that it's necessarily, I don't think people can say hard and fast that that's the wrong thing to do. So looking back, so when did Amenity actually start? So Jesse and I, we came together like a year and a half ago, but we really started the company like a year ago. Yeah. I mean, not very long. That's, that's no. awesome. What do you think is the key thing that you've learned in a year that you wish like you would have known or what, what do you think is like the toughest thing? Well, actually one of the things that I've learned a lot is that sometimes, well, in our case, like, you know, we had a kind of an aggressive growth plan in terms of, let's say, like scaling marketing fast and really kind of feeling like fitting in the fashion industry as much as we could from the beginning. And I think this is something I've learned that you can look at the other brands around you or the other companies that do like a similar type of uh, business but you might need to remind yourself that you're not at that stage yet and it's okay to spend less than what you planned originally on some little things that you're not so sure how much it's going to work. And the other second thing that I've learned a lot, and it's something that I was really pro to push innovation in general in my previous role, is that everything should be a test first. Meaning like don't bother like growing, scaling a gigantic thing straight away. Start by testing all the little things at a time so you can see whether like your consumer or who you think your consumer is, is actually liking it, appreciating it, and also really showing you like they're ready to pay for something like this. And I think like a lot of the time, you know, like, People have a big idea and they want to roll it out straight, all the full idea all at once. And you need to take time to test it step by step and have mini proof of concept each step of the way. And a lot of the things, for example, personally, we tested one big influencer partnership. It's something that not a lot of people talk about out there, I think. And we were extremely disappointed. And thank God it was just a test and we did not invest like thousands and thousands of, of money, money yeah. in it, but it really didn't work for us. And we're a fashion brand and you would think, well, fashion, perfect. Let's do influencer marketing. Well, for us, this never came through at all. So very interestingly, you know, like things like that, it, you have to learn as you go testing, basically. That's awesome. Would you ever do a partnership with like a 
fashion brand? I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, yeah, actually funny that you share this because following actually our tests with several types of partnerships, we have started thinking, well, you know, like actually probably partnering with other brands is more valuable cross like synergies of other brands that have a different type of product, but the same lifestyle level talking to the same women, we might actually come stronger out of it. And I think like the future of what used to be like influencer marketing or celebrity posting or things like that is more going to be cross synergies between brands that believe in the same things and that also speak to the same people so yeah absolutely this is something that we're considering we're talking with several brands little by little you know we're still small so we're trying to see which one we fit perfectly with and also it's very important that we're all like understanding the same things when we're doing a partnership like this but yeah yeah there's definitely i have lots of ideas i mean it it seems like you're you know it's a great company with a great product and you're building community. Your social is really, really great. Where do people find you on Instagram? Yeah. So our Instagram is at ameti.official. Really, so, really nice. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we put a lot of thought behind it and we try to keep it as real as possible, even though like we need to have the very strong fashion aspect to it, but it's a good challenge to bring both, right? Like, realness honesty and at the same time fashion and aesthetics i love it it's so 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 great so i always ask people two questions first of all hint what's your favorite flavor so i have the lemon here so well uh, yeah actually very funny you were gonna say i was like oh my god you know that one of my favorite thing is lemon in the whole world like i actually drink lemon water every morning it's one of my favorite things so this would definitely be my top choice absolutely <laughs> awesome. that's great and what makes you unstoppable well i think that's a very good question. I think like for me, what makes me unstoppable is that I feel that I owe to myself to do the things that I want the most during my lifetime, let's say. And so I think that I don't want anything to stop me from doing those things because I want to make sure that when I'm a grandmother, which is going to sound really funny, but when I'm a grandmother, I want to tell amazing stories to my grandkids. And I want to be able to be so proud of the life that I lived. I so I think this is really one of the main reasons why I would be unstoppable. Well, it seems like you're on a great journey and you are learning tons and and that's that's amazing that's that's super super great so where do people find you as well so i have on social media i have a, an instagram account tessa horovitz you can find me there h-r-o-v-i-t-z not like i know everybody says a w but it's a v for my in my case i also have a twitter account that you can find me too there tessa horovitz altogether and i use linkedin a lot actually to connect with people so for networking or just chatting or just first introduction or anything such as partnership or if you want to come and be a speaker at one of the events uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn and I always respond I'm always there what kind of speakers are you looking for 
So we're looking for some travel expert that want to share something special about the destination that they love. Like, for example, if you are in love with Big Sur, maybe you go there like and do like yoga or meditation on a yearly basis and you want to share something about this. We are also looking for women that are specialized in a subject that can really help women how to navigate their lifestyle today and like curate something special such as we're looking for like wellness and skin and also like mental health and so yeah a lot of subjects and for partnerships we're more focusing on fashion and other products uh, that can be teamed up really well with our uh, products so we have like loads of products that we're really happy to team up with other brands and like kind of mix and match the things that work well together that's awesome well and of course to get to Amedi and and see everything that you offer so it's a-m-e-t-t-i dot u-s correct yes absolutely yeah yeah totally that's that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tessa. For well, thanks to and, you, Kara. It was great. This was, great. This was terrific. So safe travels back when you get back to the U.S. And we'll be very, very excited to hear how things are going. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. unstoppable. unstoppable.